What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Mutual presents The Mysterious Traveler. This is the Mysterious Traveler, inviting you to join me on another journey into the realm of the strange and the terrifying. I hope you will enjoy the trip, that it will thrill you a little and chill you a little. So settle back, get a good grip on your nerves, and be comfortable, if you can. For in a few moments, you're going to meet a ghost, the strangest phantom that you ever heard of. But first, I want you to be my guest on a little train ride. We're running at 60 miles an hour on open track in the dead of night. Now we thunder through a sleeping village. Then beyond it, we plunge into the waiting mouth of a tunnel. We race through the tunnel and into the open again. Over a threshold and on into the night. A little world of our own, rushing forward resistlessly, a symbol of power and speed and life. Yes, trains do have a life of their own, as you'll see in the unusual ghost story that I call... The Locomotive Ghost. I'm sure. It's the loading spot. It branches off at a mine entrance. Main line's over there, about 100 yards away. How, uh, how long do you think we'll have to wait? Five or ten minutes. These mine trains don't run in a minute the way they do out in the main line. Suppose uh, the money isn't on the mine train. They might have changed their plan. They'll be on it. Those miners are waiting for their pay, and the treasurer's bringing it himself. Plus bonus money and cash for operating the expenses. Big haul, my friend. That's a lot of dough, but... But what? You getting cold feet? No, no, of course not, but... Well, they'll be killed, won't they? The crew on the train? Forget it. I thought you were turning soft on me now after I spilled the whole plan to you. No, Joe, I'm not turning soft. Joe. What is it? I heard a noise then. Over there. It's just your imagination. Oh, you're right. Somebody's coming. Get the light steady. I got my gun handy. Oh, good. 
see. It's probably just a bum. Got to sleep under his trestle. All right, you step where you are. Only me, boys. Just old Boomer. Who? Old Boomer, that's all. Looking for a place to bunk. All right, boys. Okay, Tom, I heard of this guy. So you're old Boomer, huh? The one they call a king of the bums? Uh, not the king, son. Just the traveling the swat of them all. Fifty years I've been riding the rods, and I guess I've covered a million miles of track. Mind if I sit down here? Got a kind of ache in my bones. Sit down if you want to. Uh, thanks, son. Say, uh, you fellas ain't bums. You're dressed too good. Never mind about us. Curiosity ain't healthy. <laughs> Old Boomer never fights with anybody. Live and let live's his motto. Listen, here comes number 25. It's mighty fine train, 25. Got a 16-wheel Mikado engine, can pull 20 cars at 80 on a level track. He's uh, 50 seconds late tonight. Do you know every train on the tracks? Uh, pretty near, son, pretty near. I ain't rode them all. I rode them all, I mean, from the Lackawanna to the Santa Fe. There ain't much about trains I don't know. Hey, uh, you fellas wouldn't have a little nip handy to take the chill out of an old man's bones. No, we ain't got a little nip handy. Sure, son. No harm in asking. (laughs) There's the 25 passing mines, Bill, now. Ain't that whistle far off in the night a sweet, mournful sound, though? Yeah, it is kind of mournful. Sounds are far off and ghostly, don't it? Well, sometimes it is a ghost you hear, not a real train at all. What are you talking about? I'm just saying that sometimes when you hear a train whistling far off and mournful in the night, it ain't a real train at all. It's a ghost train. Ghost train? It's a lot of hooey. Uh, you just think so because you're young and don't know better. But old Boomer can tell you there's ghost trains and plenty of them. They're the ghosts of trains that died in wrecks. Anything as live as a train bound to have a ghost live on after. All right, can the chatter. You hurt my ears. Ah, let him talk, Joe. It helps pass the time. All right, but if you ask me, he's spotting a lot of bushwhacks. Go on, Boomer. What were you saying about trains having ghosts? Yeah, I've seen them many times. They're running the tracks with all lights out, gone faster than the wind. Not a sound coming from them. I've seen the Heavenly Express, too, a couple times. What's the Heavenly Express? It's a special train, son. It's on the earth to heaven run. Travels a million miles a minute when it gets up speed. Takes a soldier railroad men from this world to the next. It always passes by when a wreck's gonna happen. That's enough talk. I'm sick of listening to you. All right, son. You don't believe me, but I know what I know. I... Glory oh, be. I hear it coming. I hear it coming now. Hear what coming? The Heavenly Express. It's coming down this track. Listen. I don't hear anything. There's nothing to hear. Passing right by overhead. Now it's slow. It's going to stop. Never stopped before. That, that means Rex's going to be here. Joe, he knows. That's it. That's what you're here for. You're going to wreck that mine train. Hear that, old man? That's a mine train turning into this spur. You're right. We're going to wreck it. No, you can't. You must. But before we do, we got to take care of you. And this is how we're going to do it. You shot him. I guess the heavenly express stopped for me, too. I sure hope so. But you fellas, it'll punish you. It'll follow you. Sure as I'm laying here. Oh, follow us. What are you talking about? The judgment special. It punishes fellas, correct trains on purpose. 
runs. Any place has tracks. It follows them until it gets them. One way or another. Because murder in a train is like murder in a man. you got to pay for it. You'll pay for it. Think I'm crazy. You'll see. You'll see. Yeah, that shut him up. Crazy old coot. I wish I hadn't killed him, Joe. Don't be a sap. Couldn't let him live to tell what he knew, could I? No, no, of course not. Listen. Here the mine train coming. We just got time to get ready now. Put the suitcase with the dynamite against the trestle here. That's it. Now, come on, help me unroll a wire. Yeah, yeah, sure, Joe. Anything you say. That's it. Keep coming. Uh, Gotta get plenty far away. Hit a train now? Yeah, I hear it. I can see the headlight, too. Look how bright it is. Okay, this is far enough. Take me just a second to hitch up the detonator. Yeah, that's... Now we're all ready. It's on the trestle now. Almost halfway across. What's the matter? You sound shaky. Listen, Tom, you're in this now. It's too late to back out, you hear? Yeah, I know. It's almost across. All right, then I'll close the detonator. Now. There she goes. You don't sound very happy about it. Sure I am. It's just... Just what? Well, I can't help remembering the crash when the mine train went to the ravine. The way the whistle kept screaming, just like the locomotive was something alive that was being killed. For Pete's sake, the whistle valve got stuck when the engine crashed. That's all. Sure, I know that, only... Well, I just can't help remembering it. Joe, the crew were all killed, weren't they? Suppose they were. What do you care? You're as nervous as an old woman. Should never run you in on this job. I'm all right, really, I am, Joe. Listen, uh, what are you going to do with your hundred thousand? I'm heading for the big town. Gonna have one swell time. Gonna buy new clothes, stay at the best hotel in town, and really cut loose. Meet me in New York. I'll show you a real time. Where are you going to stay? This is Miller's boarding house. It's over on the west side. You can find it in the phone book. Uh huh. I'm just staying there till I can buy some real classy touch, and I'm moving to Park Avenue. Always had a end to live in Park Avenue. Now I'm going to see what it's like. Yeah, sounds all right. Maybe, uh... Joe, look out that train! What'd you do that for? Why'd you grab the brake? You stalled us right here in the middle of a railroad crossing. I had to, Joe. The train on the track there in front of us. We almost ran into it. What are you talking about? There wasn't any train on that track. But there was, running without lights and not making a sound. You're crazy. I tell you, there wasn't anything in sight. Not even a handcar. But I saw it, Joe. I heard of a train running without lights. That proved you're crazy. Well, maybe it was an empty. But if I hadn't stopped the car, would have smashed into the side of it. Uh... Mind it suck you one. Now we're stalling the railroad track, and the car won't start. I'll get out and push. Joe, look! A headlight! A real train this time, coming around the fence. It's about 200 yards off. Joe, it's gonna hit us. We gotta jump. Yeah, but this door won't open. It's stuck. Come on, out this side. Come on, I got the bag. Oh, my coat's caught in the car door. I'm stuck. Help me. 
you on duty. Why didn't you signal there was a train coming? Because I didn't know it, mister. That was the wrecking train taking doctors down to Mineville. It was unscheduled. Oh, I see. What about the other train, the one that went past going east just before the wrecking train hit us? Other train? Yeah. Well, no other train due through here till 6 a.m. this morning. I saw it. I tell you, traveling without lights. No train ever travels without lights. It's against the law. Say, are you drunk? No, no, I'm not. Where are you going? Listen, I got a, a report to make on this. You got to fill out a form. I get it. I'm not interested. Get away from here. I'm going to New York. Late the next afternoon, Tom Henderson reached New York. Not knowing where else to go, he hunted in the phone book for Mrs. Miller's boarding house that Joe Malone had mentioned and went there. Mrs. Miller gave him a room on the top floor. And there he carefully locked in the closet the precious handbag that held $200,000. All of it is since Joe's unfortunate death. After that, Tom went out to see New York's nightclub. He got back after midnight, feeling considerably more cheerful. As he was about to unlock his door, Mrs. Miller appeared in the hall. Oh, Mr. Henderson. Oh, Oh, yeah, Mrs. Miller. I was waiting for you, Mr. Henderson. Huh? It turned so cool that I lit the gas heater in your room. Well, thanks a lot. I just wanted to warn you that you... What was that? What was what, Mr. Henderson? That, that whistle just now, what was it? A boat out in the river? That was the freight train, Mr. Henderson. Freight train? Here in the heart of New York? Well, yes. They come down the west side elevated tracks to the freight yard downtown. They run past just a few yards down the street. I didn't know that. I wouldn't have come here if I had. Oh, I'm sure they won't bother you, Mr. Henderson. Really, they won't. Well, good night. Uh, oh, bad luck. She's sure they won't bother me. It's too late to find someplace else that I'd leave here right now. I'll close the window. There. I'll keep the sound out. Anyway, suppose I can hear a train or two. I'm going to hear them do me. I'm going to go to sleep and forget it. Yeah, forget it. I've got 200,000 bucks in my whole life ahead of me. <laughs> Should let an old coot like that boomer worry me. Joe's getting killed by a train was just an accident. Could happen to anybody. Me? I'm alive. Tomorrow, you'll start enjoying it plenty. Oh, 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 
second, then we've got to be on time. Boomer, it's you. That's right, son. You've got to wake up and get aboard. We're pulling out. Well, a railroad station someplace, but everything's so misty, I can't see much. No time for talking, son. You've got to get aboard. Yeah, but I'm the only passenger, except for you and me, there isn't another soul in sight. And you're wearing a conductor's uniform. They promoted me. Now, come on, get aboard. I don't want to. I don't like trains. I don't want to go anyplace. Can't help it. This is a special trip just for you. And you've got to be aboard. Come on now, up those steps. That's it. Now we're off right on time to the millionth of a second. Where are we going? What train is this? Completely empty except for me and you. That's right, son. It's a thousand car train pulled by thirty engines. And you and me are the only ones aboard. Where are we going? What what train is this, anyway? It's a judgment special, son. And we're bound from this world to the next. No. No! Yes, or any place there's tracks the judgment special goes. We stopped right outside your engine, took your board. I don't want to die. I don't want to. You haven't any choice, son. You're on the judgment special and we're hitting a million miles a minute now. Huh? Look out the window. There's the earth way down below us. See it? Yes. Well, I don't want to leave it. I want to go. Look at the stars flash by. We're going a million miles a minute. And it'll take us all eternity to get there. Yep. Here, I'll put the wind up so you can see better. Oh. There you are, son. There's the earth with us. That tiny little daughter right, way up in the sky. Oh, I won't go with him. I won't. Hey, I won't. what are you doing? Get down. I can't jump out that window. We're going a million miles in it. I won't jump. I'm not going with you. Come back. Come back. Come back. Wake up. Wake up. Hey, Anderson, wake hey. up. Wake up. What is it? Oh, what is it? Oh, Mr. Henderson, thank heaven you're still alive. I, I thought you were dead for sure. Oh. But you closed your window. I meant to warn you that with the gas heater on, you must leave it open. Or you almost suffocated in your sleep. I... I was suffocated? Yes. If I hadn't heard you trying to get your breath and hurried in and opened your window, you'd have been dead now, for sure. The rest of the night, Tom Henderson spent sitting on a bench in the nearest park, shivering at the nearness of his escape. The next day, he bought himself an expensive wardrobe... Then he checked into the biggest hotel on Park Avenue. There, 40 floors above the street. He was quite sure he wouldn't be bothered by hearing trains or having curious dreams about them. Especially as just before he retired, he, he took his sleeping tablet. There. Fixed it. No dreams for me tonight. Oh, some layout. So this is what you can enjoy when you have money. And I'm going to enjoy it. I'm letting my nerves get the better of me. Not anymore. They're better already. So it goes the lights. I sleep like a millionaire. Yes, just like a millionaire. And so Tom fell asleep. But unfortunately, he did dream. And he knew he was dreaming... But he couldn't wake up. 
It was a very curious dream indeed. He dreamed that he got up and dressed, rode down in the elevator. That he walked out into Park Avenue, and there, down the street, he found a tiny door which he had... It led down a flight of steep iron stairs to a dark tunnel far beneath the ground. There in the tunnel, a man was waiting for him. The man turned, and he saw it was his former pal, Joe Malone. Hello, Tom. Joe. Joe, it's you. Yeah. I've been waiting for you, Tom. But... But you're dead. I saw you killed. Maybe I'm dead. Maybe I'm not. I know it. It's just a dream. I, I gotta wake up. You can't wake up. Do you understand? You're never gonna wake up. I will. No, I will. Oh, Tom. Now come along with me. I'm here to guide you. Where? Where are you taking me? Down the tunnel. See how it stretches out? On and on. How it keeps going down and down? No. Where do you think it goes to? I don't know. I don't, I don't want to know. Come on, now, Sam. I can't wait all night. No, I won't go. I'm going to wake up. You can't, Sam. <laughs> night I was killed, you saw the judgment special. Now you'd never get away from it. It's not true. This is just a dream. I'm safe in my own bed in the hotel. And you refuse to come with me? Yes, I do. I refuse. Listen, Sam. Listen to what? I don't hear anything. Listen. Closer now. <laughs> you hear that? That's the judgment special, Sam. Coming through this tunnel. Train. It's a train coming. Where are you going to go? You're in a tunnel, Tom. And no way out. It's just a dream. It can't hurt me. It's coming closer, Tom. It's coming closer. Oh, it's only a dream. I gotta wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up, mister. Oh. I'd say not any too soon either. But I, who are you? So dark and carrying a lantern. Who am I, Mister? I'm a track walker. Track walker? What do you mean? I mean that I inspect the track here under Park Avenue. What? How did I get here? Why, Mister? A minute ago, I found you walking in your sleep, your eyes tight closed, down this tunnel right under Park Avenue. Park Avenue. If I hadn't met you, you never would open your eyes again, because number 10 is due along here in three minutes. And... And it wasn't a dream. I... I really am in a railroad tunnel. Yes, I am. I'll say you are. How you got here, I don't know, unless you came down one of the inspection doors from the street. But, brother, if this walking in your sleep is something you do often, take my advice and see a doctor. But Tom didn't go to a doctor... For he knew what a doctor would say. That it was his nerves, his guilty conscience. Now Tom felt he had to get away. Far away to a place where there were no trains to harm him. At dawn he bought a ticket on the first plane leaving for Canada. That afternoon he found himself in a tiny town deep in the heart of Canada. There he hired a French-Canadian guide to take him by canoe far into the woods, away from any trace of civilization. Late that night, they arrived at the cabin where the guide lived with his wife. Tom unpacked his suitcase and joined the guide and his wife on the porch. For the first time since the wrecking of the mine train, Tom felt at peace. Oh, this is something like it. It is peaceful, is it not, monsieur? Yeah. Ah, monsieur, nerves are better already. Yes, this is what I need. Uh, how far is it to the nearest railroad? It is 80 miles, monsieur. 80 miles. 
Old Boomer said it traveled anywhere there were tracks. Eighty miles ought to be enough. Pardon? I do not understand. Oh, uh, never mind. Uh, I've got to get some sleep now. Of course. Good night, monsieur. Good night, monsieur. What was that? Hey, what was what, monsieur? That, that whistle, then. It sounded like a train whistle. Impossible. It must have been an owl. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, sorry about it. Good night. Tom entered his room and went to bed. But he could not sleep. He tossed and turned, and at last got up and dressed. Ah, moon is bright. I'll take a little walk. And I calm myself down. Nothing to worry about now, not a thing. Out here in the wild, I'm safe. Perfectly safe. Tom left the cabin and entered the woods. They pressed thick around him. But an open passageway through the trees attracted Tom. He started down it, the moonlight illuminating his way. He paused and made a startling discovery. Well, I'm walking on old railroad ties. And there are tracks here, all rusted and loose. But the guide said there wasn't a railroad closer than 80 miles. He lied to me. He tricked me. A train. There's a train coming. It's coming toward me. There's the headlights. I gotta run. 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 Marie, Marie. Qu'est-ce que Pierre? The nearest one. He's not in the cabin. He has wandered up into the woods. Oh, that is strange. We must go after him. Hurry, before he does himself an injury. It's still behind me. Still following me. I, I can't. I can't run anymore. I can't. I can't go any further. I gotta stop. I gotta stop. The judgment special, son. It runs any place there's tracks. And it follows you till it gets you. Because murdering a train is like murdering a man. You've got to pay for it. You think I'm crazy. You'll see. Here it comes, son. No! No! He cannot be far now, Marie. See his footprints. Ah, he was running for half a mile. He would do himself harm running so hard in his darkness. Please stand, wait. I will turn him over. Pierre, he lies so still. Has he done himself an injury? No, Marie. There is not a mark on him. But his face is twisted with fear. Pierre, is he... Is he dead? Yes, Marie, he is dead. His heart hit himself by running, no doubt. What was it he ran away from? There is nothing dangerous in these woods.
Tom. The tracks he found himself on led to an abandoned logging camp. They hadn't been used in 20 years, and no train could possibly have run on them. Uh, except a ghost train. But of course, none of us believes in ghosts, so we just have to accept the coroner's verdict, which was heart failure induced by overexertion. Just the same, if you ever see a train running without lights and going faster than the wind, don't be too sure it's only your imagination. And next time you hear a distant, mournful whistle in the night, you... oh, all this talk about trains is making you nervous and you have to get off here. I'm sorry. But I'm sure we'll meet again. Shall we say next week? At the same time. You have just heard The Mysterious Traveler, a series of dramas of the strange and terrifying. In today's cast were Maurice Tarplin, James McCallion, Joe Julian... Bryna Rayburn, and Cameron Andrews. Original music was played by Charles Paul. Mysterious Traveler is written, produced, and directed by Bob Arthur and David Cogan. Listen next week to a tale titled The Man the Insects Hated. Another strange and shivery tale of the Mysterious Traveler. Mysterious Traveler has come to you from our New York studios. Carl Caruso speaking. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.